safe space is a place where Black men learn, heal, thrive, and value the freedom to be. A safe space allows Black men to color outside the lines without judgment, stigmas, biases, or boundaries. A safe space is a place where our Black voices impacts and counts. And here are your hosts, Ty Baker Jr. and Dax Addy. been like socially conditioned to say it's okay too much yeah yeah so yeah we should be able to kick it you should have some mentors telling you what you're tripping about what you're not tripping about but at the same time right not dismiss your feeling right that's the thing we're in the dismissal i said dismissal error yeah when you are in depression when you're in that space you can't just say i'm gonna pull myself out of there no, it's going to take some work to get yourself out of there. And I didn't realize that either because I was the torch for telling people, ah, you're okay. You'll, you'll be fine. Go go pray about it. I hate that. Go, I hate that. Go, <laughs> and listen, and I'm not bashing. I pray every day. I believe in prayer. But sometimes it's going to take someone to come up and lift you up out of that thing. And take you out of there. You know? mm-hmm. So, And I feel like that, you most definitely were a key part in helping me in that. I'm gonna That's tell you. why we're here today. Talk you owe me this. money, bro. You owe me money. That's all I'm going to say. We owe, you owe me money, man. Yeah. Go ahead. You may ask me. <clears throat> Go ahead. Right? Talk about being, uh, were you alone a lot? No, that was my problem. I was never alone, not until I was 33. Mm. Um, you know, I spent my entire life, like, I lived with family. I had roommates. You know, I, um, I moved in with a girl who I, uh, a woman that I eventually married, um, but at the age of 33, just through circumstances, I ended up like having a significant period of time to myself. What do you guys, what advice would you give someone out there that is dealing with mental health right now? And specifically to black men. I would say to black men that it's a new day and age and the days of, I can't find somebody that can relate to me. I think it's coming to an end. I think eventually sitting in a group of people, whether they are black people, white people, whatever the case may be, and saying, I don't have a mental health therapist, will kind of be looked at the same way as we look at people now that say, I don't have a primary care physician. I don't have any health insurance. I don't see a need for it. It's like, bro, you're not an adult. Literally until you, you have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you just don't get it. Like, right. You think you're 10 years old still. But eventually, I think mental health will get there. I think the... Like I said, when you know that it's out there, then you you see it as a possibility. Mm-hmm. It's a reality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's almost like that glass, proverbial glass ceiling. Like if I only see myself as this, that's the only thing I'm going to reach. And Metro Atlantic is actually open to all students in Atlanta right. and families. And that translates into care. That's what care. real care is. It is. And it, when you said that, it like, there's this feeling that came out of me because you get kids who jump into gangs or jump into other things and they haven't thoroughly defined what like family actually is. And essentially you're saying, if I could change the words, this is what a group of men, Mm -hmm. right? With family and care are supposed to give you in order for you to be the best. you. It is. I say the 100 black men are the protectors. That's powerful. That like just just just. just I wish you could drop the mic. Yeah, but you can't. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so powerful because we talked about. 
on our very first episode and last episode with Trey. And you, what was the question you asked Trey? Which one? I asked him a whole bunch. <laughs> you asked him, were you ever alone? And he said no, but not in the sense that you're talking about right now. Correct. To ha- For a black man to have a supportive group like that forever, I mean, that's a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you slip or fall, you know, you could turn to someone, hey, like, I need support, I need help. And I think that's the missing key that that our younger generation needs right now. I'll, I'll take it a step further. It's a safety net. It's a safety net that most of us have, most of us, how can I say, never, have never had or grew up with. Right. And for those of us that are fortunate to be part of the 100, it's a safety net in which you have men. Do you think people, and I asked you this question before, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think people just say topics or just say things, but they don't necessarily tell you how to achieve it? You got to be a man. You got to learn how to be a man. You need to make money. You need to get a job. Sure. How? Show me how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's I think that's one of the biggest questions today mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. And one, show me how to do it. Two, where, why is this fruitful? Yeah. Right. I always say you know things, but you don't know structure. Right. As you grow, you learn structure, which amount to things. Right. Right. The education is like, I don't know if they tapped in like that, right? Or no, not even wanting to. They don't see the fruit big. in it. Yeah. And do you think they don't see the fruit of it because of their environment and because the quick, fast money? It's, a, it's, or it's a, just not, not necessarily uh, environment, home life, you know, home life and upbringing because there's some of them boys out there that's really like good kids. Yeah. You know, and they might not, you know, and I've met parents and their parents are like, ah, oh, mom, I see why he's like this mm-hmm. because mom, mom's solid, you know, and she's doing what she can, but he still might wander out. And that goes to needing that mentorship of that leader. Mom can't do it really. That's really kind of was in my in my house. Like yeah. it was just mom and it was only so far there's only so much mom could teach me as I was growing to be a man. Because now, you know, with the passing well, of Tyree Nichols, it's not just yeah. white officers, it's yeah. black officers against yeah. black people as well. Now that incident really it 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 I think it touched every officer especially black officers yeah. because it just wasn't one. It was five. Right. And the way they did him, mm-hmm. I, when I saw the tape, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. I, I told yeah. Dax the same thing. I said, I, yeah. I haven't been able to wrap my mind around him yeah. because it's like just watching that, like that's another black man right there. Right. One, getting beat up by other black officers yeah. Yeah. And his, I, I try to put myself in this position. I'm like, if I was him, I'd be like, thank God I got approved by a black officer. Right. I might make it home this, this time, you know? At least you know you're going to either go to jail or go home. Right, exactly. Yeah. Morgue, right. You, know? you, you, you That won't even come across your mind when a black officer encounters another black person. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. It shouldn't. You right. think on the positive right. side as positive. opposed to being right. on the negative side. But it really side. shouldn't on any officer, but you just know here's a guy in my race at least he understands what I'm going through when the police stops right. me. Because it is a stressful st- situation. Yeah. So if you have an officer out there who ain't never dealt with a black dude or mm-hmm. a white dude or whatever yeah. the case is, yeah. right? And he has no training, no right. social skills training, right. right? How awkward. of That's like being on a date 
with the baddest girl, and you be like, hey, man, I don't know what to do, but I know what I feel. <laughs> I know what I want to do. You know, there's this jump. There's yeah. this disconnect, right? Yeah. And so there's these two emotions. And I think oftentimes that's one of the ways we could help this situation. Yeah, yeah a lot of the, the people out there yeah. or police officers, some of them don't have that kind of hand-holding landing or that social, like as you said, the yeah. jail, you learn, jail experience. You learn very quickly in that jail. We don't educate ourselves in anything. Let's get, let's don't even talk Bible. Yeah. Let's talk in regular life. We don't educate ourselves, and we mm. feel like most people don't want to get the education. They just want to do like I said. We do it. Let me just me included. Give me the box. Let me open it today. I bought some. Um, I bought some new Andy Clippers. Some some wireless ones. Right. My friend in Florida had a pair. And I'm like, man, these things are good. How much were they? So I, I ordered them on Amazon. They came last night. Could do something that'll put some in you, and it'll turn into two, yep. and it'll turn into 46, and it'll turn into six million. Yeah. Or it could be a direct shot to six yep. million. Absolutely. Right? That's good. If you understand that, and you're able to sink yourself down to that place of understanding your life, you will understand to walk into a church and blindfold yourself to what you call the bull. That's good. Don't that's, even walk in. That, that's good. You can walk into that's anything. Good. That's why I tell my wife. I said, she said, oh, man, come to this. I said, look, I'm not a social drinker. You got to know who you are to, to influence me. Yeah. And trust me, if you know you're influencing me, you'll see it without your words saying that's a word good. to me. That's good. But you got to know. Yeah. And you'll know. Yeah. You know, what's that yeah. thing when black people walk in like? Yeah, right. We, are, <laughs> we know. Right. <laughs> it's only us two in here right, right now. If something pop off, you're going right. to go left and I'm going right. to roll left. That's it. It's been such a blessing to be able to come in here every week and to discuss these topics, to get our feelings out, and just to have a real safe space to to open up. Yeah, definitely. I know that, I mean, just sitting here talking to some of the guys that we've talked to, their experience in life, you know, getting their stories, you know, actually having points of relationship even from me. Right. You know, I learned a lot of things like I've actually learned that, you know, from JT, who was here earlier, that if I steal something, sometimes he's going to let me go. Right. Because he don't want to accept, you know, I could be really, <laughs> it could be some violence that day. So he's like, I'll catch him when you're a little bit more calm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. So it, it's a good thing, man, for us to sit down and just kind of chat, you know, and get some information at the same time, too. Yeah. So it's, it's been a good ride. You know, it, it hit me a couple weeks ago, man. I forgot, I forgot what day it was, but I mean, I was just going through it. What are you going through? Man. That that pressure hit, all those, you know, crazy thoughts just hit my mind. I'm like, what am I doing right now? Ain't that funny how people think that, like, depression stops? Yeah. Man, you said, <laughs> yo, yo. They're like, they're like, okay, man, I remember when I was going through depression, it was, it was, I was so down. I was, you know, under the blankets. I ain't had no money. I'm like, bruh, it ain't going to stop. Yeah. It's, you it's, just going to learn how to manage shit. Yeah. That's it. It's so funny you said that because I guess in the back of my mind, I was like, we're going to get this podcast started. We're going to start hitting on these topics and we're going to get it all out and it's going to be good. And in my mind, I'm like, cool. I'm good to go. Everything's great. Life is good. And then ran right into that wall. Here's the thing, right? When you grow up, when when you're trying to give your children everything, right? And make sure that they don't uh, make the mistakes that you made. You kind of rob them of perspective. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. One hundred percent. Because now they're expecting all of this, mm-hmm. right? But one of one of the the biggest lessons that I learned, I would say, is to not uh, dismiss my children's experiences, right. right? Because I grew up so tough, 
I used to always, you know, when they come to me with certain stuff, it's easy to say, oh, man, that ain't nothing. I had to do this, 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 right? right? But I think when you when you do that, it, it keeps them from wanting to be honest or communicating with you about whatever they're going through. Yeah. So now you have what, what I started doing now is using my experiences to help them through whatever they're going through right. without telling them, oh, that's not nothing, yeah. right? Because it's something to them. Right. And the reason why they're not going through the things we we had to go through is by design. Right. Right. Like we we're making it that way. Mm-hmm. So it's a fine line. Right. Because you I mean, between spoiling and mm-hmm. teaching them these responsibilities. But I think to me, that line is communication. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So making sure that you're communicating with the kids and that that's something that I'm big on together. Mm-hmm. He's 24 now. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I had my daughters to where life kind of shifted for me. Right. The way that I saw fatherhood shifted a little bit because now I'm the example for them. Mm. Right. So the way that I interact with their mothers matters. Right. The way that I treat them matters because now I'm looking, I'm looking at fatherhood from the scope of who, who will they ultimately want to have as a partner in their life. Right. And I want, I, I want them to be comfortable and confident in Having someone like their dad, yeah. So keeping that in mind that I'm the example, that's how that's that's what I think about every day. Yeah. Is it important to be a cool dad? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I yes. think is I'm that cool unanimous? Dad. Yeah, you're funny. I don't think it's important. Do you think your dad I'm is cool? Uh, yeah. I think he's intimidating to the people around him. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He is. So, for example, he takes us to like. If we ask, he takes us to um, basketball games sometimes, like our school basketball games. And he shows up, and every time people see him, they're like, they think he's like a gangster or something like that. <laughs> they thought that he was a football player. They think. So it's good that he dresses like he's an important kind of person because he's an important person. Like, like, look at me. I'm me. I'm me. But he's very, like, scary to people. Do y'all? Do you guys think y'all are cool dads? Um, my dad's the opposite. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, people don't think my dad's a gangster. People think my dad is goofy. <laughs> I took him to play basketball with a group of my friends, and most of my friends, you know, they got that little gangster side to them. No, that not no. So the same question for you guys, right? Which one of your kids do you think is more like you? Um. <clears throat> I would have to say probably uh, Jaden. He's not here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, him and I are like my oldest Kai. Like I say, I'm nerdy sometimes. Nerds. They're nerds. <laughs> oh, they're nerds? <laughs> they're nerds. Really? You give, you give them an opportunity, they're going to talk your head off about nerds. That's what they are. <laughs> Jaden, very smart kid. Love my little brother. Smartest kid I know. Uh-huh. Nerd. Dad, nerd. Nerd. <laughs> I'm just passionate like no, I I'm no. It's not even it's not even that he's passionate. Dad loves me too. Nerd. It's like you give him you tell him a topic to talk about, you're gonna get the full disclosure and it's gonna be nerdy. It's not gonna so, be Are we learning today that Tyrone, what you need? A name like, like if you put, is a nerd? If you put Jaden if you put Jaden and my dad in the same room and y'all don't know them. You're gonna walk out of that room saying those two are nerds. You're gonna trust me. Trust me. I always go back to trying to fix things. 
always instead of listening or, or being still, like you keep saying, like when those doubts and those thoughts come into my mind, it's like, well, I see Joe over here, you know, he he's making money that I, I should be making. And so it's like I start making those 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 crazy thoughts in my head or just self doubting myself. And it's like, well, what can I do to fix that instead of just sitting back and talking to God? It's good that you said that though, man. You got you got now you got my mind running, Ty. You got my mind running. See, <laughs> well, I, I, some I, good I, stuff right now. I, I say that because you know whether you're religious or not, whatever you believe in, in heaven or hell or you know spirits, or whatever. Like um, everything I have in my life is from God. Ty, I'll tell you what. You know the biggest lesson I learned in life is that I, as a young man, know things. Right? The mentors in front of me know structure. So you can, you can have, you can be, I can expose you to anything in, in money, great riches, a beautiful woman, a great woman, right? You will know what's in front of you, but you won't know how to treat her until you add wisdom to your life. And that's going to come in the sense of mentorship or something that's seen it before you. Yeah. So we know things, we don't know structure. And that's how we add wisdom and we validate joy and not temporary happiness. I take fatherhood just as seriously as I feel like mothers take motherhood. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't feel like, you know, mothers should be here as a parent and fathers should be looked at here. I, I think both relationships are equally important. You know what I mean? For every kid that, you know, that doesn't have a mother, I can show you another one that doesn't have a father who struggles the same way. You know what I mean? So if you don't if you don't look at it that way and if you don't tack it with the same fervor, man, your children, your children are going to struggle, man. And you're doing a disservice to them. One of my failures, I feel like, because me and my wife, we discipline different. I come from a whooping background. She come from no whooping background. And so I discipline area. I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to take my hand off of it. You, you got it. I felt we should have put our, lined our expectations up. This is the expectations. If you don't meet the expectation, this is the consequence. Whether it don't have to always be whoopings, it could be as simple as like now with kids, you take their phone, you take this, you know, away. Oh, they, oh my god, not my iPad! Oh no, my iPad. life over with. You hear me? You know, there's, there's going to be a lot of ups, there's going to be a lot of downs, and I've learned, especially with five boys, you've got to be patient with them, you know, um, and guide them. They need guidance, especially in the world that we live in today, between the music, movies, girls, drugs, alcohol. You know, their attention goes to so many different areas, you know. Um, so I'm learning to just be patient with them. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Please be sure to like, share, and comment on all of our social media platforms. 